We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tori McElhaney from AtlantaFalcons.com is joining us. You can check out her work there. And, of course, follow her on our personal Twitter page, at Tori underscore McElhaney. Tori, how uh, upset were you? Uh, did you see where Taylor Swift, because she's re-recording all of these albums, actually turned down a Super Bowl uh, halftime performance? Yes, I, I'm i not going to lie. I was a little distraught. <laughs> they really had me going with all of the, the news that, oh, it's going to be Taylor. Oh, it's going to be Taylor. And then it wasn't Taylor. And I, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit upset. Um, I'm not mad that it's Rihanna, though. I want to make that clear. Like, I'm still happy it's Rihanna, but, like, I re- they really had me going with Taylor. Yeah, I agree. And in fact, I think she's even said that she's going to wait to tour anything to support a new album until she gets these. I think it's three albums that he has. she has left to re-record. So she's she's laser-focused on getting those masters back, So, uh, which is money, money, money. But anyway, speaking of money, that was the Falcons on Sunday. You know, Tori, um, <sighs> One thing about this matchup coming up this weekend is these are two offensive lines that are playing really well. I mean, I know we talk about how good they're running the football, but, you know, I said earlier in the show, I I don't know if there are two better offensive lines from a personnel or how good the Browns' offensive line is, but we got to give a little bit of love to the Falcons' offensive line as well because I thought Gossett filling in has played well. Chris Lindstrom is having a Pro Bowl season and should make his first Pro Bowl this year. If he keeps up this pace, he's going to be, you know, a Pro Bowler. You know, they get their little hiccups, and Dolman's had some of his hiccups and things like that. But that has been, to me, the big key is just the fact that this offensive line has grown and played so much better this year. Yeah, I think when Arthur Smith talks about the progress that he's seen of not just the offensive line, but, like, the offense as a whole, I think he really is, like, pinpointing that this offensive line has grown and evolved in a way that I don't think many people thought it was going to. I mean, when we were talking about this offensive line over the course of, you know, before training camp got started, it was one of those things where, like, you have so many spots open for grabs, and this is really going to be a big competition. Well, the group that they have right now, they went out and competed for the spots that they have, and they're holding on to them. And I think that's really important. I mean, I was talking to CP after the game on Sunday, and, you know, he had a career day, 141 rushing yards. I mean, that's pretty significant. And he, I mean, he, of course, is like, look, like, I don't get to the second level of the defense without this offensive line. And it was one of those things he was like, they were really feeling themselves. On Sunday, he was like, it's it's really interesting when you have 
a group of offensive linemen being like, hey, run this, run this, because they were really feeling good about how the run game was going. And that's going to be super important on this Sunday against the Browns because these are two teams that want to be physical and want to run the ball. I mean, we already know what the Browns want to do. And the Falcons, I mean, really and truly over the course of the first three games have, have run the ball really well. I mean, outside of the L.A. game, which the circumstances had forced them to go away from the run. But if you're talking about the Saints game and then this most recent game against Seattle, they're running the ball as, as well as I think as well as we've seen a Falcons team run the ball in a very, very long time. Tori, you know, I don't think it's coincidence that you look at Mariota's attempts per game. They've gone from 33 to 26 to 20 last week. And I think that my personal opinion is that 20 is about the, the right range. I mean, if he you know, gets into 22, 24, but I think 20 is the right, right range. I know part of it is obviously they're running the football very well and you don't need them to throw it as much. But do you think that there is some conscious thought about okay, what's kind of the right number? Because there, there's a famous stat in the NFL about, you know, quarterbacks that throw it 40 times. Even Brady and Matt Ryan and all these guys don't have a very good winning percentage when you have to get up into that number. And I was surprised in week one at the 33 attempts, but it feels like these last couple of weeks where they want him to, him to be attempt-wise is getting more where I think he should be. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because you're exactly right. I think for a long time, Something that Matt Ryan talked about, and this is something that I've written about numerous times, but one of the always like the go to explanation for why the Falcons lost games in the last couple of years that I've been covering this team was that they became too one dimensional. And that was something that Matt Ryan talked a lot about. It's something that Dan Quinn talked a lot about. Arthur Smith talked a lot about last year. I mean, that was something that was always brought up in kind of the aftermath of. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Losses. Well, with this Falcons team in 2022, I don't think they can use that as an excuse or a reason why they didn't lose, why they lost games, because I think they're as balanced as what we've seen them be in a very long time. And a lot of that is Marcus Mariota, a lot of, and what Arthur Smith can play call because of Marcus Mariota's skill set. And that, and that's nothing against Matt Ryan, but you are talking about a completely different offensive operation with these two different guys under center. And so for that reason and that reason alone, I think you are seeing the Falcons play more balanced in terms of an offensive operation. And, and that's kind of fun to, to see this group. I mean, I'll say this, even though, even through three games and the Falcons have only one win, I mean, their offense is very dynamic and fun to watch because Arthur Smith is dialing up a lot of different looks, a lot of different pre-snap motions. This is stuff that – you know, you always thought that Arthur Smith would get to, and I, I'm honestly very pleased and relatively surprised that we are three games into the second year of his, you know, his, his time in Atlanta, and we are already seeing that multiplicity of the offense already. So 
I feel very confident and very good about where this Falcons team is offensively based solely on the fact that we are seeing them be very multidimensional, which is something that I can't say they've been for a while. Tori McElhaney from AtlantaFalcons.com joining us on the WaitFor.com hotline. It's our weekly conversation that we have with Tori on Wednesdays. There is still just one last piece that they have to figure out, and that is getting Kyle Pitts targets in the red zone and especially getting him in the end zone. And, look, we're at one touchdown in 20 games, and I get I get what some people's narratives are. You know, oh, he's blocking, he's doing this or whatever. But the only way that we really talk about fixing our red zone or we really talk about Kyle Pitts being in that lead status, it's not his yards and things like that. It's scoring touchdowns. That's what. That's the difference between the the really good and the real top tier guys in this league, as far as that touchdown number. It feels like you know. Yes, there was a concerted effort to get him targets last week, but it still feels like there's just I don't know. There's some disconnect about why we can't find him in the end zone, especially when Drake London's already got a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I think that's a question on a lot of people's minds because I remember when we were going through the pre-draft process with Kyle Pitts, I feel like all the talking heads, all they talked about was, oh, the asset that Kyle Pitts can be in the red zone. It's like that was such a big point of emphasis on Kyle Pitts and, and why NFL teams would want to target him with a top five pick. I mean, that was that was the whole conversation. And now that he's been in the league for now a year and some change and he has one touchdown, not even on us soil. It's kind of like, Oh my gosh, like what was all, was all this just smoke or what? But it's not because you saw how Florida used him in the red zone and how important he was to their red zone offense. So all of that to say this, it's just like, I don't know what the next step is for getting Kyle Pitts in the end zone and getting him those touchdowns because you're right. Like there, it, it is almost, it almost feels like a, a disconnect. It's like, you don't know exactly why this is, or is it happening because you know that he's targeted and you know, because we've seen that in the past, you know, this past game, he's being targeted, but it's like, what ha- what happens once you get inside the 20, that's making it feel very different for his overall production. I don't have the answer to that. It's something I'm curious about as well. Tori, I'll tell you what's going to be fascinating. When we get together next Wednesday, there is the potential for maybe not many moving pieces or a whole bunch because this is week four, and after the Browns game, Oliver, Dion, Mayfield, Marlon Davidson, everybody's eligible to come off of IR. Now, they don't have to, but – I think that this is going to be the storyline that's going to be fascinating because I'm going to be honest with you. You and I have talked. I don't think Deion Jones is going to play again. I don't think we're going to see him practice next week. I'll be honest with Marlon Davidson. I think Abdullah and Taquan Graham have done a very nice job, and we just talked about on my show here, Grady's had an outstanding start to this season for them. I don't know that that Marlon Davidson adds to that. I think um, – uh, oh, my brain. Uh, Oliver, I think he gets activated. I think they want to, you know, mix him in at nickel. But I think the conversations about how this roster is going to look moving forward are going to be very fascinating. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think it's one of those things that really outside of 
Isaiah Oliver, because of the position that he plays and how you can rotate that position, outside of him, all of the other names that, that you're going through and listing, I don't know if, I, if I'm Arthur Smith or Dean Pease or whoever's making those calls and those decisions. Like, I don't think I'm taking away any job I, from I any agree. of the guys that, that we have seen over the course of the last three weeks and give reps and snaps to these guys who are coming off of IR, it, it, potentially. That's another thing is we don't know how long, you know, yes, they can come off IR, but will they come off IR? That's, that's something that's completely another topic of conversation that we'll have next week when they're technically available again. So for all of those reasons, but I, I, I just don't think. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That I would be willing to, you know, you think about like, let's say if Jalen Mayfield comes off of IR. I'm not taking Elijah Wilkinson off the field. I'm just not. Tori, I'm going to go further. I think Colby Gossett played really well, and why would I why would I sit him on? I mean, with all due respect, I don't need probably another. I, I'm Tori. I'm with you. I look. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it now. I think Mayfield's either on the practice squad or he gets released. I don't think Deion Jones is coming back. I'm not convinced Marlon Davidson is going to play again. I, I I think that what you've seen is that they have started to build some guys, and I don't think it's coincidence that the defensive and offensive line results have been better without some of those guys. I mean, with all due respect to Mayfield and Davidson, those guys I think were part of the problem last year, and they haven't been part of the solution. I think we're seeing guys that are part of the solution, and I think that's where it's going to be interesting is do the coaches want to risk any of that progress that they're making? Right, and I personally, I would not. Like, I'm not pulling TQ – for anyone right now. I think TQ is actually playing really, really well. I, it was funny because I even asked, Arthur Smith said the other day, he was like, you know, Taquan Graham is subtly playing really well. And I asked him this today. I was like, what is he doing that's so subtle that makes you really happy with what you're seeing from him? And he made the comment, he was like, there are so many pressure plays that he's actively involved in that those type of pressures that he's creating do not show up on a stat sheet, but he really means a lot to what this defense is doing in the moments where they are performing really well. And so all of that, I'm not pulling him for anybody, not saying that Marlon Davidson is going to be ready to go in even another week's time, but even on the other side, Jalen Mayfield, I mean, I'm not pulling, I'm in the same accord as you. I'm not pulling anybody for some of these guys coming off. Again, I do think Isaiah Oliver is a little bit of a different circumstance, but even then I I do think that we, because of what they've done at nickel over the course of the first three games, it, it's very interesting because they've thrown out a lot of different packages. And even, you know, last week played more Troy Anderson and Nate Landman and had three linebackers out there. So for all of those reasons, I, I'm just not entirely sure how much some of these guys coming off of IR will make any type of immediate impact at all. I don't think it's, I don't think we're going to see them at all. 
Well, it's going to be fascinating. I think it's a great game this weekend. I think this is a really good measuring stick for the for the Falcons coming off a win and coming back home. I think next week's got a lot of intrigue to it. So we will gather back up next Wednesday. You can follow her on Twitter at Tori underscore McElhaney. AtlantaFalcons.com is where you can check out all of her work. And Tori McElhaney joined us here on the waitfor.com hotline. Tori, as always, appreciate it. Uh, look forward to getting back uh, home and, uh, you know, having some fun down there. So we will chat next week. Awesome. Sounds good. Already looking forward to it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.